This is part two of episode four with Brett Heiner. So I use the term um, transpersonal and um, maybe not everyone understands what exactly that means and transpersonal being a way um, of looking at human growth and human psyche from a slightly different paradigm than the traditional um, cognitive or behavioral components. It adds in more of this um, understanding or at least try to develop an understanding of emotional development, emotional intelligence, and also spiritual development and spiritual intelligence, which often gets overlooked outside of some traditional systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you and I, um, Brett, have had experience with this for decades, actually, um, with our, our time. And we can talk about the desert in a little bit. But um, what I'd be curious of where you feel like this is going for you and how you work with people and how you, you see your own life benefiting from having more of a, a lens to look at and understand your journey and your course through some of the outside of some of the traditional methodology that's been used for so long. Right. Um, it, it, it really is. It, I think the, the transpersonal and cognitive behavioral, you know, all of these modalities and methods, uh, they all have validity, you know, and I think that's what, what my, my own personal story, you know, is speaking to, Paul, is it's just, um, and, and my introduction to you, you know, you brought that in in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, I, was, I was at a, a, a 12-step uh, cognitive behavioral, uh, you know, outpatient when I started this journey, and it was, <clears throat> it, it was interesting. I, I thought I had the answer you know here here's how you do it uh, based on uh, you know that I had um, here's how you do it here's how you do it everyone kids listen up here it is this is it you know uh, because I'd had some success you know with it I I can't say supreme success but I had had success and um, or it had success whatever my experience had been Uh so we have all these different models it's the blend you know um, uh, in all of this, and uh, to get to the emotional and the spiritual and the physical, and so this is uh, you know your introduction when when you started it at, uh, at Recovery Bridge to do your practicum, uh, you know I'd been in, uh, established there for a few years, maybe two or three years, maybe not quite that long, and you came in with this whole other ideology, this this idea of of um, allowance, you know, for people to to, to have their own experience and my experience was that if if I was allowed that you know I would get the same thing right to mm-hmm. do the same thing and, and try to get a different result yes yeah. and you came in you know really with um, instead of this authoritative uh, approach you know the this 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 and this will create this the cause and effect you came in with this allowance of of uh, finding oneself, you know, I think a whole different level of compassion and empathy, uh, which I wasn't at that time holding consciously, you know, always holding, but not consciously. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think the, even our meeting is the blending, you know, <laughs> if we say, you know, what works, it's, um, we have that within our story, you and I, yeah, we you do. know, and I was this absolute, um, uh, you know, uh, I found this authority. I put it outside of myself, 
and it was working, you know. Um, not that I had to believe in God. I had to come to a place that I wasn't God, which is so fascinating to me, you know, because now I've, I've, I've turned that inward, you know, and that's where the bozo on the bus comes in <laughs> for me. I keep going back to that, but yeah. it's just not that I'm not a bozo mm -hmm. um, uh, because I, uh, cause I acknowledge that I'm a bozo. I get that, it, you know, um, it's just right here and now. Well, it, it, that's a huge step, right? The idea that instead of, and I know this can be difficult um, to talk about for a, a lot of people, but the idea of the idea of not externalizing um, a higher power or um, God as being something outside of ourselves, which is not some is 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 new actually it's mm -hmm. i mean in the last few thousand years there has been a transformation from um taking ownership and the inclusiveness of um being connected with some type of of spiritual entity or and i don't even i want to be careful not even to say being but the idea that this is something that lives within us and is not something separate from us mm -hmm. and that we are eternally connected to this. And mm -hmm. I, I believe that even in, in programs like uh, 12 step, um, that there is this idea that, that, um, experience, if you want to call it a spiritual one. And I, th I see it as connection and connection to something outside of ourselves can be thought of, or at least at, at, at a minimum be identified as the idea of a fellowship mm -hmm. and a fellowship being an, a, a, a community and a connection that allows people um, to come together and to support each other in, in, um, doing and being and living in, you know, agreed upon ways. So in, in, in this community, and we talk about um, the 12-step community, it's the idea of sobriety and abstinence. Mm -hmm. And that part of the fellowship, I believe, is a very powerful resource. What allows me to connect to it when I chose to um, was that part of me that resonated with that. It wasn't something external, ex even though the idea of the fellowship is external. I become part of it. It's not something that exists outside of me. I become part of it, and I engage with it. And that's what connection and community are all about, is my willingness to show up and be part of something, whether I agree with everyone in there. It's, this is one of the funniest things, is as, as we become more and more tribal around the world and, and and discrimination increases and we focus on the differences, these components, be, I mean, this idea of connection and community seem to, to slowly d dissolve. And in 12-step, um, the one thing I liked about the community is everyone came in with the same issue of, of dealing with um, what they considered their problem or primary issue which was addiction. And it didn't matter who you were, what you believed in, <laughs> how you voted, <laughs> what church you went to. Everyone was the same. Yeah. And, and, and they talk about that in, in the uh, singleness of purpose. Singleness of purpose, yeah. And it, it, at the time, you said that's what resonated with you. And, and, and that was my experience mm -hmm. as well. And there was this needing to, to make sense and to put... Mm -hmm. Uh, got out and until and I could bring God in 
and then not have even, you know, the outer end, you know, that God is or spirit is. Mm-hmm. Or, and and once again, I, I think in my story is there's not one thing that fits all. You know, it, it's a new experience that that really allows me to, to get to some kind of safety, understanding, purpose, you know, with this. And so, um, you know, that introduction to you is... Uh, back when was so critical, you know, uh, for me and my uh, uh, my my growth, my expansion. I'll call it expansion, right? I'm, I'm against the word learning because I always, I never like school, you know. And, uh, yeah, you know, and it's a, <laughs> there's it's so a tra- much truth in that. It's a trap, not just you know? for you, but for people. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like I got to learn. So there's that that uh, you know the comparison, the ruler. You know, did you learn enough? You know. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, people that believe that why we're here is to learn. And I just, oh, I hate that because now it's the big school, um, you know, and, the, and, and well, you come to school to learn. But then they, they, they even took it further and said, now you got homework. And I'm like, huh, you know. So anyway, uh, I digress into my, uh, you know, uh, my own stuff. But uh, it's, we're just talking about how we do this, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing. There is no, there is no, how we do this, you know. It's all, it's alchemy, you know. You just you just put it in and 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 stir it up and get it hot and and see what happens. And then from that, uh, for me, it's then you just go back and all right, what did I get, you know? And 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 what else is there, you know? There's not a, a finished product, you know. And um, I'm just really grateful that that. That, that you you were the person that that came in and 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 started to um, open me up to that mm-hmm. you know truly uh, there are many people you know mentors and and friends and colleagues that that have allowed me to um, to fully you know not fully but to, to be on this discovery you know so um, it's just been a, a, a great experience you know uh, throughout it now. Currently, you know, um, where I'm at and, you know, we talked about Lighthouse and, uh, you know, I haven't been doing clinical treatment uh, for well over a year. Mm-hmm. And, and that comes on the heels of, of one more time, a very similar experience to what I had in 94, you know, and I've had multiple times this idea that, you know, I'm going to get recovered and everything's going to be butterflies and, and uh, you know, rainbows, that kind of stuff. Rainbows uh, and unicorns. And unicorns, yeah. And, um, I, you know, there was, there's was there been this idea when I have that, you know, then then it's it's all good. But it really, I'm, I'm come to find out, it's just that's what life is, you know. It's the it's the dance between shadow and light, and, and uh, it really is the resistance, you know, the chaos and the peace and uh, the happiness and the sorrow, you know, and... The dance. Yeah, some of the, the you know, dance. the Buddhist, you know. So, yeah. philosophy. So, you know, at, at Lighthouse, uh, it comes on the heels of my own shadow work. You know, two and a half years ago, I, I went into, you know, I can label it just so we have a language, but mm-hmm. depression and, and almost paralyzed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very competitive process in the treatment uh, world. Uh, I was competitive in my personal life, you know. There was this uh, trying to find value and, and associating it to money and, and 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 even you know my spirituality you know use that as a uh, as a way to try to be even in right. the world you yeah. know so um, I went through this this period and then you know the death really you know and it's not fun 
you know it's it's scary and it's uh, you know there's so much to it but from that then this rebirth of uh, of coming into you know letting go of labels or, or dogma and, and just uh, allowing myself to, to change perspectives you know mm-hmm. and and not to fight um, even the shadow side you know, or the darkness, or the negative, or whatever that is. Well, isn't this isn't doesn't this come down to to for for so many people that are trying to f- figure out life in in so many ways mm-hmm. this um, this idea of thinking that they're going to exercise some part of themselves mm-hmm. away, meaning that well, like if if, if I'm going to be healthy and if you want to use the term sober because I love the term sober mind and mm-hmm. sober heart and it takes the label of drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and addiction out of it. Um, and this this even goes back to Don Miguel Ruiz, who, you know, um, like a lot of um, Toltec philosophers or teachers say that um, uh, sobriety is is not about being clean. It's about impeccability with one's word and living wholeheartedly, which mm-hmm. that, I mean, when, when I think about the book, that was kind of my idea was that it's a bit of a Toltec journey. And I, I don't want to label it as that because um a lot it confuses a lot of people so i i, I use this a la- I mean, language is important mm-hmm. language is important even though that's really what about the, what this is about is that learning to recapitulate life so we can rewrite it mm-hmm. you know the whole idea of doing that work of of dis- self discovery is learning about the stories that we created that we've repeated over and over again and as we've gone through life we re- we're rewriting them mm-hmm. I'm not the same I mean you talked about this I'm not the same person I was when I was 15 or 20 and mm-hmm. 25 and so on we're, we're, we've been rewriting our stories based upon um, what we've assimilated and accumulated over time and and our experiences we're constantly rewriting it but the idea that it's either you know we either got to live a, a positive happy joyous free life all the time um, or you know we're stuck in some kind of misery and suffering it is that black and white thinking that mm-hmm. kind of created some of the problems in the first place the, mm-hmm. it the problem itself becomes just the idea that we're supposed to be a certain way all the time and almost pulls us out of being human and experiencing that fallible side of ourselves that hey I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck up. I mean, that's as simple as it becomes. That, you know, I, there are days that, you know, that some days I'm, my best is going to be different than it is on other days. Mm-hmm. And to constantly keep a, a personal scorecard of how I'm going to, supposed to be all the time, well, that's irrational too. And am I always mm-hmm. going to have positive, joyful thoughts? No. No. I'm going In to fact, struggle the, with it. The acknowledgement of that. The allowance of all of those aspects, I, and you, you tell me. I mean, I'll, it, it that is wholehearted. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, to acknowledge when when I'm closed off and not available, as much as when I'm open and and feeling safe and you know open to the connection. It's the yeah. And, and you would explain being, that better, yeah, yeah, being wholehearted means that I embrace the light and the shadow. It's it mm-hmm. it's all of it because are are there parts of me that that um you know that do struggle at time that that maybe I, I am sad or depressed um, and do I not do I I think that that something's wrong with me because I'm sad or depressed? I mean, 
I mean, come on, we've, we've created a culture that fears, literally fears depression. And I'm not saying that when it's chronic or, or clinically or acute problems associated with it, that there doesn't need to be a serious intervention. There does, um, in some form or another. But our, our personal journey, whatever that looks like, for any, everyone, you know, having these variations of moods and experiences um, and uh, emotional expression and internalization is so vast and it doesn't just come down to how we think it's supposed to look and, you know, just do your best to be happy all the time. Yeah, I know. I get that. That's, you know, you have the right to pursue that, but, you know, not at the expense of taking someone else's happiness away, Mm -hmm. you know, at the same time. And, you know, that's where this kind of, this, this, some of these larger social issues get a, a little convoluted that, you know, well, for me to be happy, you know, I have to have these certain things in my life. And, you know, I don't, I, we kind of stay away from political stuff in here. But that's, you know, I'm going to be fully happy when, you know, um, I, I have all these things in my life where everyone thinks the way I do. Um, that's just not going to happen. So probably if I have that belief system that I'm going to be happy when everyone looks at the world the way I do, wow, I'm fucked. Because there's no way that the world's going to look at the way, and everyone's going to look at the world the way I do. I know that. And I would... Who would really want that? Yeah, I, uh, you know, there's that idea. I would like, I would like that. But then, you know, uh, who would I argue with? You know, <laughs> and and I'm finding that's as about as much fun as I can have. You know, is 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 to to acknowledge that the this this ego part of me is still searching for superiority. You know, and if everybody thought the way I I did, you know, how could I possibly do that? You know. <laughs> It, yeah, so it, I'm quite bored, you know. <laughs> uh, so please don't, you know, don't agree with me because now I won't have any more fun, right, you yes. know. Um, but it, it, this, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about, you know, the desert. You said, you know, yeah, how do we get to that? that? And I, the desert. What does that mean? The yeah. desert. You know, it, it's part of the rebirth. And I, I, I had a sense of that when I met you, and we go out to the desert, um, and and I've, it's been a long time. Yeah, I, it's been six years, you know, since I, I, I think at least that, that I've been out there, and I have this, this, this real desire to do this. In fact, I would say on a monthly basis, I think oh, I'm just going to go take off and, and go do this. Mm-hmm. Um, my procrastination, you know, I, I haven't, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it uh, and going back with this new energy that I hold, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, to get into that, so. Um, or not to get into it, to uh, to be one with that. Yeah, you know? immerse yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I do, I do a lot of holidays and and that you know experiencing new things externally. You know, I've got to travel quite a bit. You know, um, and and I'm very grateful for that. But the really when I'm the most connected and and the most um, content, if you would, is when I'm when I'm journeying in. Right. Yeah. And so the idea here is how do I do and and I'll go get lost in that world. You know, I'll put my headset on and and just disappear. I've done that a lot over the last few years and coming, you know, looking for more knowledge and more knowledge Mm -hmm. and and insight. So it's the blend, you know, how this idea of recovery is for me uh, is is how do I uh, go in get the, the gold, the juice, the, you know, the the essence of who I am, and then live this world, you know, so I take it everywhere with me. So, uh, you know, more of what I'm doing, if, if I real quick go back, is, you know, um, 
what am I doing here at Lighthouse is I'm I'm living um, my internal experience and and bringing it into the everyday external and uh, and that's you know with the competitiveness of, of the industry and that you got to do it right and it's it became about the money for me I'll be the first to admit is you know I'm not blaming the industry I'm I'm like you said I got hijacked I hijacked myself into right. it you know yeah and and it got very painful you know when I do that. Um, I have that experience, you know, where nothing seems to, to click and go. And so um, I, I finally, out of desperation and really running out of options, I just said, look, you know, I'm going to have to to bow out, you know, and take some time and, and figure out what it is I want to do. And the reset, you know. And so this has been the rebirth. You know, currently I'm doing uh, consulting, coaching, uh, and doing that individually, I've got some men's social group works. You know, I neglect to say that I've been in a union social group work process for ten years. That is, that has really just thrown me into a, a whole mm-hmm. new way of understanding me and 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 uh, my community and society. When you say you know we can't get political, like there's a difference. You know, it's all the same. It is. You know, we just yeah, we say, oh, this is the political issue, and really, it's not. It's an internal issue. Exactly. You know? yeah. And you know. This idea, well, we got to get people out to vote, you know, to make a difference. They say, oh, well, my voice doesn't matter, sure. especially here in Utah. Yeah. Right? That's like saying, well. Just, that's so irrational. Yeah. But, but I, I, I'm going to get political for one second. Just yeah. one second. I'm going to say that politics is the greatest show on earth because, the, you know, they go, they go to the, they come to your city, they. Uh, you know, especially for the elections, and and they come to your city and they put on this extravaganza. They play their hits, and then you know they leave. Yeah, and um, they touch on issues that really don't have anything to do with what's real um, in the sense of reality. But they take issues. Politics takes issues and politicizes them. Life, social, monetary, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so social service issues, and so on, and. Whichever whichever system you believe in, just please find a way to listen to other voices mm-hmm. and and do your best not to become tribal in the way that you approach understanding mm-hmm. how other people think and feel. That's right. What and, I'm and and like I say, that that can be political, but it's also very personal. Yes, uh, because yeah. I'll just show up and give my agenda and my promises to. To, you know the world <laughs> and then disappear you know so it, it's um i think they really are one in the same and i think that's why we're experiencing what we are i was very much against you know what's going on political mm-hmm. uh, but uh, i i think the insider the truth is is i'm against that part of me that that's going on personally and so there's the expansion is not to see the separateness even in that yeah. And and when I say, you know, uh, well, I, I can't vote because it won't make a difference. That's like saying I, I can't meditate because it won't make a difference. You know, of course it will, because what I'm changing is me. And and so there's the uh, where I don't even feel separate with what's going on political. I can see myself in every aspect of what's going on. You know, I can see the father fight. I can see the the, uh, you know, the animus possessed feminine and the and the, the you know the uh, you know the prince that has a father complex you know and and all that language may be you know this that's where i get excited but it there's well, no separation it it's and and this for me 
the way I've navigated this is just to see that within myself, you know, and um, the mirror, if you would, you know. Mm -hmm. I think that's why we get in any relationship is so that we can see ourselves. And, uh, you know, with relationships, uh, uh, you know, being what they are, we have an agenda with the way they need to be. Um, but I, I just uh, learned recently, you know, that, uh, you know, well, I want to find somebody without baggage. No, the reason we get in a relationship is so we can help one another unpack the baggage. Because we all have it, right? And so this political view is, is just beautiful because I get to see me and us as a whole, you know, the we-ness, Mm -hmm. uh, in a way that I couldn't have done it, you know, um, with, with, uh, Barack Obama. I mean, and by the way, I love that man. I just saw something with him and David Leverman. I'm just like, this guy gets it. He, he, there's no individual in it. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he sees the we and, and that I think was so crucial for us to have. So now we have a comparison, you know, (laughs) That's true. and it's just fabulous. It is, you know, and I, I got friends that, that are on the other side of, of what I would want. And I'm finally starting to see and the the beauty in listening to what they have. And it, and it came from your book. The, the one phrase that I just love, confirmation bias. Hmm. That is so deep to me. You know, I just shut myself off, you know, at, or my ego does, because I, I want to be safe, you know. and And I've started asking myself, how do I is safety worth losing myself, you know? And it's never been, at least for me in, in my actions, you know, I've always been a risk taker. So I'm, I'm doing that now, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, and I'm hopefully encouraging other people to do that, mm-hmm. you know, know that you're safe so that you don't have to focus on that and take some risk. See, see yourself through others, you know? And so this political thing is absolutely necessary. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. It's the mirror and we get to, to see all those. I just love it, you know? <laughs> just another bozo on the bus, yeah, right? I mean, it yeah. does uh, it, it does sort of <clears throat> humanize the whole experience mm-hmm. um, and definitely points out how uh, uh, when you see politicians and, 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 and see those people that often, you know, again, wrap themselves mm-hmm. in social um, value systems and then they're, the, they're part, of, part of them comes out where they show that they're just fumbling through life just like everyone else is and yeah. the expectation that they're supposed to be perfect and they're supposed to be different than everyone else well that's our delusional thinking talk about a little mm-hmm. psychosis yeah that politicians aren't supposed to have problems in those kind of, I mean right. it, it, I, I used to you know uh, one of the things I was thinking about with um, uh this, I, you know, I, I think I've watched Saturday Night Live since it came out, and I, I remember when Al Franken was on there, and he had the I think this is the 1980s, and and uh, and he had the Me Decade, right, and then uh, and then he went to um, and then he became a senator and went into service, public service, and kind of changed that song um, uh, until and became you know much more um, of a, a, a socially civically minded. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as far as his service goes, and um, a fairly rational voice, and then, you know, kind of found himself in a bit of a predicament and chose to leave leave office, and mm-hmm. that is his choice, and and he chose to do it and felt it was the best thing to do, and then I kind of laugh laughed at the, at the idea that the you know the Al Franken had his, his decade and. 
and then you know maybe Donald Trump is having his decade, yeah. the, the me decade kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And it kind of humanized it all for me, you know. That yeah, we're just all bozos on the bus. We're just trying to figure our, our way through this mess, and and hopefully you know come out the other side, you know, with with some better wisdom or understanding. Yeah, um, I I have personally. I mean, with this, let me tell on myself. You know how involved politically I cannot be. Um, <laughs> you know, I because there was that. You know, I want to be able to control, it, and if I can't control it, I'm not going to participate. Oh yeah, right, right. So yeah. there, I was that. I, am I don't that matter, guy. right? I don't matter. I am that. That's guy. learned helplessness too. That's, yeah, yeah, That's the other part of the and, you have confirmation bias, the victim narrative, and learned helplessness, and they all. Find, that's the trifecta. Yeah, yes. and it, it's yeah. all alive and well in me, and <laughs> and. Um, and even that I know is, you know, I'm saying it and I don't understand it. Uh-huh. However, you know, with the, the telling on is I'm so after a while you you have to watch it because that's all that's out there. And your phone's telling you, you got to watch it, too. <laughs> but it, it's so funny. I this Al Franken, uh, uh, you know, I was like, ah, and I had some compassion for him, at, you know, and the way it went down because I minimized justify. But. What, I was like, oh, my God, I wonder if that, that senator knows he looks like that old comedian. <laughs> you know? I mean, really, I had that. And I was like, God, they got the same name and they kind of look alike, you know? So there's how much I follow policy in the, the political arena. But the beauty, and, and I'm not saying that I'm in agreement with with what's happening. I just don't want to fight it. And, and when I don't fight it, here's what... Um, I found and I see other people doing is I really starting to understand the vulnerability that the feminine has had to the masculine oh, good differently point. than I, than yes. I Very ever good did. Point. And I have, um, you know, in that union group, my contract is to understand the vulnerabilities of others so that I can understand my own. Yeah. And so I, I may not like it, but I don't want to be against it because it's good information for me. And, and I, I, you know, saddened, and and I'm getting even more information of the vulnerability um, of all people, but specifically around the feminine and masculine. And um, well, and, and understanding that, yeah. I mean, I mean, th- this idea of what it means to explore the the, the divine masculine and the divine, yeah. the divine feminine. These are are terms that kind of speak to the the higher parts of us, our ability to be able to step out of the stereotypes that often get associated with gender, um, which, you know, cause some of the the deepest types of bigotry and discrimination um, in life that often lead to why there's so much disconnection, because we kind of separate and become tribal even Mm gender-wise. And so the idea of, of being able to explore my divine masculine and at the same time my divine feminine side of me mm-hmm. i mean the, the hormones aren't that far apart you know i mean and, and the ratio between that what 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 would predispose what we consider feminine and masculine i mean these are again social constructs mm-hmm. that have gotten so sort of like churned up forever and ever and maybe there's slowly there's some you know adron you know that there's less impact in some ways that, that there was maybe, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Um, and rightly so that it, it doesn't, it, it's not, it, it's not constant. The, 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 it seems like sometimes 
that this ability to be able to personally explore those different aspects of ourselves, a divine feminine or the divine masculine, mm-hmm. often feels um, what I get from a, a lot of uh, a lot of clients, especially, is this this sense of I don't want to be weak. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel that I need to be be strong and and I, I need to you know talk about you know wearing a thousand masks i i need to be able to show up in certain ways for people mm-hmm. so that i i feel like i'm appreciated or respected even though not exploring those things actually dilutes my ability to be whole wholehearted mm-hmm. and also to be able to connect to vast um, groups of people and vast populations because I, be, uh, I choose in some way or another to become fixed in a stereotype. Mm-hmm. So what, what does it mean to, to you then to explore those, the divinity within you? Um, and I use the word divinity <laughs> or mm-hmm. divine um, purpose, purposely because it speaks to that higher part of ourselves, whether we're looking at um, masculine or feminine. Mm-hmm. What it looks like to me is is a lot like what it looks like um, that's going going on, you know, in our society. Uh-huh. Very chaotic, you know, and um, uh, this idea of, of integrating, right, to to elevate the divine masculine and to elevate the divine feminine. It's it's it is an inward process and and but what it looks like is what it looks like right now a lot of feeling of separateness a lot of a perceived vulnerability and i say perceived it it you know when i look at at my own uh process while not in you know the complexity of it and the fear of it mm-hmm. um most of this idea of, of allowing myself to be vulnerable to be to yes. live in a, a wholehearted or open-hearted mm-hmm. existence is based on a perceived vulnerability. And to see that, I need to see it in others, mm-hmm. right? And so it's really just the integrating, you know, the, the archetypal, you know, mm-hmm. the, the political view out there and finding that within myself. And so that's what it looks like. And then and then working through, you know, the delusion, you know, the, the protection that, that this my mind or my ego is saying, you know, oh, you got to be strong, you know. Um, go back to the Native, you know, American teaching of, um, you know, you're going to be a strong tree or you're going to be flexible, you, you know, right. and and both, um, you know, both aspects can work, you know, and and so if I'm flexible, I'm I'm connecting more to my feminine, and going with the flow and and allowing, you know, there's this this fight I'm having with, you know, acceptance, even the word, and, and not that it's a bad word. But if I have to accept it, it feels like I'm still in a fight with it. Uh-huh. And that, you know, I'm accepting it, but it's still that thorn in my, you know, my shoe or whatever. But if I can move into more of an allowance, you know, there's where I don't feel like I'm subordinating. I'm, I'm, I'm choosing. I'm the author. I'm stepping into the authority. And I see the necessity to have this in my life. So I allow this to be and not fight. And, and so there is that. For me, the integration, you know, the um, to have the strength, but then also to to be very flexible and and give up the fight, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's yeah. This is where I say I, I I can keep fighting about the politics and and like I said, I I don't agree with 
or agree i'm not in alignment with you know some of the negative but right now it's because of the vulnerability that that um the men have not acknowledged you know with the feminine not men the masculine has not has not acknowledged with the feminine um we're not also aware that we have this incredible vulnerability to the feminine i think that's why you know we've used these you, you know the power struggle and the uh, everything against women but right now it just feels like men are getting crucified and that's good information for me because i've had many times you know personally where that has led to the rebirth you know so if that's the case then okay you know but i think there comes a time when we stop fighting the masculine against the feminine the feminine the masculine and we really elevate you know one another and i i'll say i think it's you know it has to be both ways but mm -hmm. right now it's time for the masculine to step it up a bit yeah and and to start that process sure. you know even through what i say is almost feels like a crucifixion yeah that, that that which brings up you know i mean the and this brings up the importance of of um the i mean if you talk about the me too movement mm -hmm. um that it it's it's an opportunity um uh, to create awareness mm -hmm. and it it can also be an opportunity to punish people um and that you know we this idea that um that's what the primary purpose is i i probably disagree with i think the primary purpose is to is about uh, ownership and accountability mm -hmm. and to be aware of some of these stereotypes that have perpetuated for a long period of time um that look at um authoritarian uh, roles for men um quite often over the which is you know probably not the divine part of masculinity mm -hmm. in any way um but probably speaks to our our lesser selves in in many ways because um it's more ego driven or power driven mm -hmm. and less inclusive um and really about control right so well, and it's still about the separation yes yeah you know it, even when while we're talking about this we're we're seeing ourselves as separate mm -hmm. and and how right wholehearted how is there not the separateness is but we have to see the separateness so that we can embrace the the wholeness and and right now it's still about separateness right and and i don't know about you but it's i'm not talking political right you know? i'm talking about um this this uh experience you know on a very transpersonal interpersonal Way. Yes, it's just a great yes. mirror, and yeah. um, there are things about myself that that I I don't like, or I'm against. Like, I'm, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna. If I was Facebook, I'd have a lot of unlikes, you know. <laughs> uh, if I was Facebook, but uh, uh, once again, it's. I, I think the the energy that I get with you now is, is, you know, it's about wholeheartedness, and when there's separateness, that's how do we bring those together, right. and 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 when we first do that at least when i've done that to integrate and and start to become whole it's freaking crazy it's it's chaotic it's you know there's this dance i've been involved in called five rhythms and it's about bringing the the, the feminine and the nurturing and mm -hmm. loving and then the staccato which is the masculine and then the integration and you get chaos you know but from the chaos we start to get the lyrical the 
Um, oh, that's but, a great way to put it. Yes, and because yeah. we talked about music, you know, yeah. earlier before we went live here or on tape, and and once we get that uh, to that the lyrics of this, then we get you know the Nirvana or whatever that is, and then we get to do it again. You know? It's true. So we yeah. don't get bored. You yeah. know? Can you imagine if it was all bliss all the time? <laughs> I'm not that guy. I, you know, I, I'm out. You know, yes. and so we get to do it again and again and again. I love it. You know? Everything is a contrast. Yes. I mean, that is that is probably that's why we can see things, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's because there's contrast between um, different elements of yeah. life. So Attention. That, that, that's yeah. yeah. That's that's why we can see things. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to shift just slightly, but not too yeah. much, because one of the, one of the things that I like to talk about in, in these uh, um, in these sessions is the idea of you know whether one's a, a fixer or a saboteur, and, mm-hmm. and you and I you know talk. We've had discussions mm-hmm. about this for years, so it's it's not something new. And I don't want to. I mean, I have my own uh, philosophy that exactly you know, and everything we've talked about up to this point is it's not one or the other. Um, but it's a, it's about finding, um, some type of, uh, uh, synergistic experience between Mm -hmm. these different roles Mm -hmm. and, and knowing that each, each one, I mean, and I I do approach it in the book as something wanting to see the the contrast between these two. And I point out those strong contrasts, Mm -hmm. but the other part of it is that a fixer can easily become a saboteur and vice versa. And so they're not really specific to different identities in the sense of two separate people, but roles with, with which have some strong contrast within us, but we can play either role at any time. Mm-hmm. And in kind of knowing that, and I'm, you, I don't know if you, if you, if you listen to uh, Brady had the best answer for this. Is that, I, did. I, love, yeah. I loved it. I, I yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a saboteur and a fixers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was, I'm a, yeah, I remember I'm a, I'm a fixer sabotaging the fixers. So, yes. Yeah. But the idea was, is he comes off as, as one, but he's mm-hmm. actually playing the role of the other, which is exactly mm-hmm. the point of this. And a lot of people say, well, am I supposed to be one or the other? And I go, no. It's not like that. And, and we don't want that. Again, we're defined, that's black and white thinking. Mm-hmm. But identifying these roles within ourselves, because we kind of lean towards playing one of them. It's like, um, you were, I'm just going to contrast this to something else you brought up a little while ago is, you know, why people are attracted to each other. And we choose someone to actually work on some of the issues in our, in our personal pathology we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and one of the things that that uh, comes up is that there's certain um, philosophies when it comes to pairing up and, and coupling, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, that we choose someone that helps us, you know, work out our, you know, parental or, you know, mm-hmm. guardian, you know, our, those, those people that were responsible for, you know, um, the issues within our lives that we took on at a very young age in our early development issues. Um, and that, and that if we find the right person and they're willing to do it and we're willing to take accountability for it, we can get through a lot of work as long as we realize we're doing our work and it's not their fault. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the Freudian, you know, view of, uh, you know, it all attaches to the mother and father. Right. <laughs> and like I said, I'm in a union group where, where he says it's, um, but that's the, that's life. That's okay. the zest, you know, is, yes. y- yeah. y- you know, that uh, without it, um, there, w- there really wouldn't be, you know, uh, a whole lot of purpose, reason to this, or rhyme or reason, and so it. You're right. I and me personally, 
like you said, it's a combination. You yeah. know, I'll try to fix it. I'll point out, you know, I'll make it about them. And, and when that doesn't work, because it doesn't, um, you know, then I get into the saboteur and mine comes across as passive aggressive, you know. And, you know, how's that working out for you then, you know. Once again, when I'm, when I'm unconscious or not at, at the same level of consciousness, it, it becomes about them. Uh-huh. And, and then, I'll, you know, then the fixer gets brought back in. Well, then I got to fix me. But it's, if I'm a fixer, whether I got to fix you or I got to fix me, it's still the unconscious process, yes. right? And then I'll sabotage myself, sabotage mm-hmm. a relationship. It's only when I can pull that projection back and and look at uh, why is this coming up, yeah. you know, and it goes back to vulnerability or an incompleteness in in knowing that the whole experience is the experience, you yeah. know, both the, the, the happy and the sad, the right, wrong, you know. Those, light and shadow, shadow yeah. and light. Yeah, it's just fabulous. And the fixer and the saboteur. And really, they, they, both of them are, are dependent and de- mm-hmm. <laughs> upon the, the victim narrative because um, the, fixer pl- the fixer role of trying to fix everything around it and, and make that and you know, clean up after that person mm-hmm. is all based upon being a victim of that person. Where mm-hmm. the saboteur is like, someone's trying to always change me, and you know, if they would just leave me alone, and I, you know, I would be fine. But I stay with them because I, I want someone to you know, perpetuate that. Mm-hmm. But then I keep messing up, so they have something to fix. And then I'm the victim of them. And then I'm the victim of myself. And these roles just, they just, they're just so fascinating to watch them. And actually people shift in the moment from one to the other role. Mm-hmm. When all of a sudden the saboteur is in, in, the, in the height of their chaos. And then they look over and go, I've got to do something to make the f- fixer better. When, mm-hmm. And they actually take on the dependency of making everything okay. Mm-hmm. And it may just be going through certain motions in life. And I, I definitely relate to this too is, well, if, if, I'm, if, if my partner needs something and I just don't feel like doing it or I've been avoiding doing it, but if I'm really willing to listen and hear what they're asking for, then I realize that I can take responsibility for being a partner. And if it's within my power and ability to do, and it, it, it's coming from a wholehearted place where it's coming from love and intention, that intention, mm-hmm. then by all means, it just happened this week. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can, I, I mm-hmm. can do that. Mm-hmm. that. It's so ridiculous that for some reason I, I, I felt that I had to maintain this other role for a while. And the truth of the, which I thought was empowering, but the truth of the matter, it wasn't. It was perpetuating a dynamic that didn't serve the relationship right. as a partnership. So mm-hmm. it, those roles can change pretty quickly. Okay. I got another one. All right. I mean, we'll get, I'll answer the question instead of philosophy. No, no, yeah, this yeah. is perfect. Yeah, don't know. Read we, between we, the lines. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we. <laughs> so you've, you've already talked about this. Okay. But if you think, what, what is one of the most important lessons that you've learned in your life um, that you think will, really defines where your path is now? And if anyone, who taught that to you? You you know that's tough. I mean, uh, there's been uh, there's been you know lesson or insights, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Remember lessons? It's kind of like school and homework. I don't like lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And you don't need to. Yeah, but wisdom. Apply at all. But wisdom. Okay. Um, Here, let me just go currently. One of. 
the is Joseph Campbell's quote, um, and 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 I'm giving him credit, and I'm not going to hit it. You know, it won't be the exact quote, but it is, um, and, and it's on my uh, whiteboard out here. Is uh, in one of his earlier talks, he says. So here's the quote. Uh, I I thought if I knew myself that I would find an abomination, yet I found God. I sought to slay another and slayed myself. I felt that I'd be completely alone, yet I found I was connected to the entire universe. Uh, yes, so beautiful. You know, so um, I, I would say currently that idea, that lesson, mm-hmm. you know, that, that pointing to her, that wisdom is, is really... Um, what I've been working on, you know, my whole life, um, and and I could say, you know, in my recovery, but that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's been many, you know. It's never about them, no matter who they are, and it, it points to the same thing on that slang. You know, I I want to change you so that I can be okay. Yet I just got okay. You know, I, had, I didn't have to make it. So, mm-hmm. boy, there's so many um, experiences, you know. Um, I, I don't know if I could point to it, but this I, this idea of not being separate. Somewhere, someone's, or a whole bunch of people, um, or the universe just showed me that that I'm not who I think I am. You know, that, that I am not me. You know, I am, it, it's, it's we, you know, we're all connected. And um, even though we're having different experience or consciousness, that beyond, you know, my name and form, and this would be Eckhart Tolle. Tolle. Mm-hmm. I don't like saying it the way it is. <laughs> I don't know no, it's Eckhart okay. Tolle is. I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I wouldn't listen to him for so so long because he just was so damn good, and I was so competitive. <laughs> I wanted to be that, you know. But uh, um, is this idea that I am, you know, uh, my name and form, you know, and and to see beyond that and know that this is just the vessel you know but who i am is is the observer of all this you know and who i am is connected to each and every person not just you because i like you or uh, my partner because i love her mm-hmm. or um you know my community here at lighthouse it's it's i am connected to um you know to all this political to all the players mm-hmm. and 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 so that's been important to me is to get a glimpse of um, that I'm not separate, you know, and, and from Mother Earth. I remember you mentioned Don Miguel Ruiz. Mm-hmm. I remember reading uh, in one of his first books, he said, there comes a time when you get rid of the, I think it's the Mateo, you know, the, the, the noisiness in your head, that you're going to, you, you see that you're not, you're connected to everything, even the trees, that you are the trees. And, and I kept trying to visualize this, you know. And I want to be a tree. I want to be a tree. You know? <laughs> it never happened. Uh-huh. And I get this on a whole different level now. You know, so um, what has someone or something taught me? It's everything has taught me, and 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 it's timing. You know, I don't even think that it's anything other than that. It's just I get that now. You know, that that I'm not separate from uh, from my environment, from the earth, from the stream and the water and the birds and and all of that. You know that there's this connection. Um, I, 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 that's so beautifully said. I, I, I can't remember. I, I feel this is hilarious. I can't remember um, 
which step it is five steps to living a wholehearted life. Yeah. But in one of them, I, I say, you know, you know, get outside thirty minutes a day into nature, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing, and and even if you live in a city, and and um, that means walking out the you know the front door of your apartment um, and. Uh, onto the sidewalk and going and talking to the tree between the sidewalk and, yeah. the, and the street, you know, yeah. and, and saying, you know, connect with the tree, you know, uh-huh. because they're still standing after all these years and they're not complaining and they've probably seen a lot more shit than you have mm-hmm. go down. I mean, connect, yeah. figure out a way to connect to nature. And I believe that that is true. And people laugh and joke about this, like talking to trees, like this is weird. You know, it's no weirder than anything else that people, you know, see or define as their mystery in life. Right. Yeah. But if I if I can connect to some omnipresent being and, you know, in the clouds, I can surely connect to a tree and Mm -hmm. I see them vastly equal. And and it's only me that chooses to define and separate and discriminate between one being different than the other. Mm hmm. So um, yeah, I, so it's really go go connect with yourself. Go connect with yourself, and, and, I and get listen, that, and yeah. listen, and listen, and feel. Well, not only but to feel it. See, there goes you know the whatever in this culture we've lost the our ability, you know, the feeling function or mm-hmm. the sensation of it. it. It makes me laugh. And I, a little side note, but on the same when we were uh, working out in Scottsdale together uh-huh. and we brought in some of the local uh, Native Americans to do some sweats and things. Yes, you know? yeah. And there was one incident where we had, um, you, know, you, know, we, you know, we didn't tell them they had to, but, you know, it might be suggested you go give the, and it was one of the facilitators, this Native American uh-huh. woman, she, she said, you know, you might want to go, you know, give the, a tree a hug. And uh, we had a client leave, you know, and in the complaint letter of, of why they left AMA, it was, you're making me hug trees, you know. <laughs> and it was, you tree huggers, you. You know, so, uh, you know, I can be against that person. But once again, it's about timing, you know. It's how, so if, if this idea is, you know, um, you know, go into nature and be with nature. Go uh-huh. be with yourself. Find a way that that really works, you know. Because I, today I can hug a tree and, and embrace that part of myself. You uh-huh. know? But there was definitely a time. I'm thought you guys are, you know, I'm going to leave. <laughs> you guys are crazy, you know. Uh-huh. So, um, how how then for people at different awarenesses or uh, consciousness, you know, not in a competitive way, but just how do we do that? How how do we connect with nature, you know? Yeah. And um, I think a lot of times it is in that partnership, you know. Yes. To to start that process with those that we trust, you know. Um, and be able to do it, so it, it's fun. And I, yeah. um, but it made me think of that the the, the story they yeah. left, and well, they were the victim of that, right? Yes, I mean, yeah. and I have been as well. Yeah, you know. So. Well, you know, we when we go to the desert, we we take we we sort of have this practice, right? And and we're not alone. A lot of people take this practice on, and it's promoted within within the National Park Service and the BLM is leave no trace, mm-hmm. which means everything that I bring to this space. That does that wasn't here before I showed up. I take mm-hmm. with me when I leave, right. so there's no trace. Mm-hmm. And this idea of respecting this, this, the sacredity, the sacredness—excuse me—that's not a word—the sacredness of the space that I'm I'm going into. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, for the the longest time, that I that idea of of going in and embedding into nature, but then also leaving it and and having it be like we weren't there that mm-hmm. that um we were just visiting yeah. 
and you wouldn't know whether we were there or not. Mm -hmm. There wouldn't be something left behind. Now, you know, we did leave things behind on purpose. Like we would put a talking stick in a tree or we'd, mm -hmm. we'd bury the grandfathers, which are the, the stones from the sweat lodges and things like this. So there are there, but you wouldn't know they're there mm -hmm. because they're buried and they're not. They're well, not. Here, here's the, I think the real, um, you know, real wisdom to this, Paul, is around, you know, we, we joke and I brought it in, you know, about the, the bozo, you know, that... Uh, just another bozo on the bus, but if I, if I, you know, take the fun out of that and really look at it, uh -huh. is uh, in that you know leave no trace or you know cause no harm, you know leave leave it pristine the way it was. Um, I when I first went to the desert with you and, uh -huh. and your wife uh, Kristen and uh -huh. and your beautiful children, um, and and then with other clients, is. I could, my intention would be to do that. And of course I wouldn't leave, you know, garbage and, and, and different things, you know, um, that I brought with me. Um, but I also trusted in you and your family enough and your experience there that I knew that I didn't know. See, there's the bozo to know that I don't know. Mm -hmm. So the uh, example of that, or the story of that is, as we were doing hikes, um, I didn't know that there were certain mosses that if you were to step on it, that it, it, it would die and not come back for, you know, hundreds of years. Yes, right. But, but knowing that I didn't know, you taught me, uh -huh. you know. And you'd say, you, you know, uh, not only leave no trace, but if, if, if you're not conscious of where you're at in the environment, then you unknowingly, you know, you harm. Right. And so there it is, you know, to, to know that, that I don't know, the bozo, you know, sure. no, I don't know. Then I'm available to take guidance and leadership. And I can only do that if I don't uh, embrace that vulnerability. So there's an example of, of in the desert, um, this expansion of consciousness, right? Yes. And so um, it's able to, to let go that I, even if I think I know, I don't. And then to learn something new. And I appreciated that, you know. Yeah. So there was a few experiences like sure. that. Sure, learning to be present. Yes, <clears throat> that that's such a, a valuable. I mean, and it, the desert has, has taught me that for, for mm -hmm. decades now. Is learning learning to be present. Mm -hmm. um, I, I th was thinking about this uh, earlier, too, um, and uh, I, I do talk about my <clears throat> uh, journey with um, my my brother in law. Maddie and, and mm. into the desert. I love Maddie. Did we ever go to the? Did we? Did we get down? Yeah, there? We, we I, all I got did. Down. I, I got ex, uh, experience in there. Okay, yeah. beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, and you knew Maddie very well. Yeah, obviously. Um, and he was some someone that I learned from when it came to the desert. I uh, and nature, um, because he uh, he was a true warrior. Um, you know, he, he could uh, put himself in the most amazing situations and, and, and dance um, with such uh, just beauty um, and go through in, in situations that um, were always you know, in, in, in a harsh environment like that, even though I never really saw the desert as harsh. I mean, I spent a lot of time down there alone. My, the first few years I, I started to go down. And 
after I went with Maddie the first time, yeah, or the, the first time I camped down in the desert was with Maddie. Um, and, and, and learning that I was the, the person that needed to, to learn and listen and, and discover, and how the two of us learned to exchange those roles back and forth. Um, uh, of course, he had, at those times was was struggling um, off and on with uh, mm-hmm. his journey with addiction and substances, um, and, and and sort of when he made that that transition in life, when he decided to take accountability for that and step into that, you were of course a big a big part of that um, in, in in being a, a mentor for him, being mm-hmm. a teacher for him. We talk about the, how these roles change, right? And how we, we take them on in different ways. Um, and so then eventually all ended up in the desert together, you know, mm-hmm. facilitating, holding space and facilitating that for other people becomes, you know, the, if there is a life purpose sometimes beyond, you know, just working on ourselves, it's learning how to hold space for others mm-hmm. and do it in a way without an agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a gift in, in that, in learning to hold space but balance it with listening mm-hmm. and also being clear with one's intention so that the, the people that you invite to join you there mm-hmm. understand what that is. And it's just like right. you're saying, you know, how, how do I respect the environment and be present mm-hmm. in the space I'm in? Right. To, be, to, to relate to it. And, yeah. and that's what I hear you, you're talking about uh, with, with Maddie, you come, you know, with Matthew to me. And in fact, we, he yeah. and I sat in this room quite a bit together, you know, and I'm just having this, this energy memory, you know, um, uh, with that. But it, isn't it about relationship? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, to relate to, to the environment, to the nature, to one another, mm-hmm. and, um, and to have that dance, you, you know, where, where you bring in, because it's all a collective wisdom, you mm-hmm. know. And and when you say listen is you know to be able to relate to the here and now and that one experience you know and the desert uh, has always been you know can be harsh not so much for me because I take my van with the heater and the and, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to to being with it you know without all of my my goings and going I just love it yeah a relationship you know yeah to to truly be. Uh, in relationship with one another, with nature, and then to see that uh, that it's all one anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the one of the things that the, one of the things that people have shared with for a long period of time is that um, that I, I've heard is the the idea of you know that first hour of, of quiet in the morning or whatever mm-hmm. it is until a certain time you know mm-hmm. is that no you know having quiet time no talking. <laughs> you know, and it's like it, it's always an adjustment because people go, "Well, how, why?" You know, like, yeah. can you exist and and not have to talk? You know, yeah. can you exist and not have to dialogue? Because there's enough dialogue in your head that you don't need to necessarily always be sharing it externally. But that was a, it's such a way to, to learn how to communicate with people mm-hmm. and be present with people with just body language. You know, because there's right. so much being expressed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, most of it's coming through our body language, yeah. and that was one way I always just to just laugh because so much was communicated, and I wonder how much in those times where those quiet times where there was they were silent times in the sense of not bringing our dialogue into it that we actually learn more about people 
Uh, you know, and yeah. understand and really read them more because it's not coming necessarily through the the verbal language, but coming through body language. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny. I, um, I I guess that's where I picked it up because I used to not be that that guy. I'd just get up, hit, you know, get get on this and that. It's funny if uh, my partner Christy. Uh-huh. Um, uh, now I know where I got that. It was you know back what fifteen years ago, uh, because now in the morning you know I I have my quiet time. <laughs> you know, I grab my coffee and it's like she'll go. All right, what are we gonna go? Uh, uh. So this will explain a lot for us. You know? Yeah. But to that's yeah, it's funny. I'm just thinking of where we get it. Hey, I want to get your questions. Um, let me let me see. Can I see that? You, I just want to answer yes, no. I'm gonna, I'm shifting gear. You're no, no. killing me. You got to get down to the last few because all right, because I'm going to go yes, no, yes, no. Okay, I'm looking at there's there's questions here. Um. Uh, no, I don't want to answer that. Uh, no. Uh, uh, I do want. Oh, my know. Zen spot. Yeah, yeah, I do want to know your Zen spot. What I don't the Zen spot. What are you believing meaning about faith, God, and universe? Boy, we have we have we've touched the we've touched. I'm going to go to the bottom one. Could I do that? Yeah. Uh, Paul's funny. Now all of a sudden, I want to just be playful and and, okay. and, and enjoy my time with my. Buddy. Do you got a, do, you, do you have a favorite song? Um, I do, and that's the one I was going to uh, jump to. Okay. I've got many. We talked about. I said maybe we'll talk about music and the importance of it. Mm-hmm. When I first got sober, mm-hmm. um, uh, after those experiences, I could take any love song and connect it to the external. Uh, God, I mean, uh, any love song and, and find a connection to this external understanding of God. Today, um, it's within me. And so, um, what are my favorite songs? There's, um, there's a, my theme song for sobriety, John Cicada, um, Love's Divine. So, whatever I was trying to um, uh, express today when I was telling my story about being in jail, Love's Divine. Uh, Love's divine. I, not by John Sakata, that was a different, excuse me. Uh, by Seal. Seal, yes. Love's yeah. Divine. That that has always been the experience. So that's that's one. Uh, interesting enough, when we were recovered bridge, uh, testified a love. Um, uh, by uh, the Judds. The testified Judds, yeah. a love. We would uh, do the cradling, remember that? Yes. And then when they completed that first phase, we would gather around, cradle them, and hold them up. Mm-hmm. And I created a tradition of playing that uh, song, Testify to Love. So there's another one in that early part of the external uh, connection to godness or goddess, whatever that is. Um, one of my favorite songs of, of this year, it's not this year, but one I've been going into is Hello by Adele. And, and I'd encourage anyone to, to, to maybe let go of any preconceived and put some headsets on. It seems to work better that way. And, and allow that song, um, not as a man and a woman, but from your divine self, from your divine innocence within that self, to the divine, to hear the disconnect or connection, you know, what's going on. So I've done that, you know, with myself and with a few people. And and there's so many of them. Uh, here's one, Eminem, <laughs> Lose Yourself, used to be my my theme song for uh-huh. intervention. You know, I was playing in the beginning, the moves all changed. It's like when they don't say yes right away. Um, but, uh, but I've been listening to that recently and looking at the archetypal meaning. You know, even mm-hmm. the music at the beginning is very fluffy and and you know, life is good. Da, 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 da. And then boom, boom, boom. It gets right to that primitive yeah, he drops aspect. The, he... 
And then, you know, there's just certain things that, that my psychology uh, understands with that song. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm blowing it. You know, I got mom's spaghetti on my, uh, you know, on my shirt. And I can equate that right to my mother complexes, you know, needing for the feminine to do for me what what only I can do. Mm-hmm. And and how, you know, there's the, the mothering complex is really that vulnerability men have to women. And so there's so many songs. I, I would have to say um, that most songs, I don't know if the artists, the producers, the writers, if they're aware of the connection that they have to this this archetypal uh, wisdom that we all share. But it, if if we look at it, or if I look at it, um, it's almost like seeing The Matrix. And it's the same things with the movie. So... What are my favorite songs? Yes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love the music because it's a new, yeah. non-rational way, right? Because I, I can get really rational in my masculine, but it, to integrate the feminine is through sure. that non-rational. And truly, what I, I think of spiritual today, um, I think what's more accurate for me is the non-rational. You know, it's not spiritual. It's not mystical. It's the very non-rational, and which is half of who I am. So when I think of wholeheartedness, yeah, I, I take the rational and the non-rational, and I integrate, and and then, you know, people call that spirit. So, um, there's that. I'm gonna answer one more. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> let's see, and I'll see if I can be. Uh, uh, what upsets me the most is, <laughs> I I got a list uh, that I want to project outwardly. Uh-huh. Um, what upsets me the most um, is my own unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. I, I would have to think that's it because I can project it out all day, but knowing that it's it's never about them, right? And that, you know, I can try to slay everybody else. It must be my, my most... What upsets me the most, because when I get upset the most, is when I'm not conscious. Yeah. Do you know, that's where I started writing that back. I mean, if you talk about full circle... I remember the first time I wrote that at the top of the, the board at um, Recovery Bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's never about them. It's, no I mean, I remember the first time I wrote it across the top of that board there. And I look back how many times I've done that mm-hmm. in you know the last 20 yeah. years, right? Yeah. yeah. How many times I've written that on the top of a whiteboard. Right. It's and, never and about them, it. no matter who they are. Yeah, and you and I and together thousands of right. Uh-huh. I guess I still haven't got that. Yeah. I keep putting it up, thinking it's about them. Obviously, but, I'll keep yeah. writing it, right? <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, gosh, there's so much, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for letting me steal your list, <laughs> and you can choose another one. No, we're right. we're probably there. I. Uh, oh goodness. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Um. All right, well, let's, uh, we'll bring to a close today. This has been an adventure. We are uh, a little about two hours and ten minutes, so <laughs> this will be in two parts. Yeah, you might want to do it now and then next year, but we'll, we'll fill it in. <laughs> I lo- you know, there, that song, Lose Yourself, I, I, I'm having so much fun, <laughs> and uh, that's part of my rebirth is to is to return to the innocence, right? To not be childish, but to be childlike, to have fun, to let go. Um, it's For me, it's the freedom, you know, because I, I, I keep thinking I'll learn this, I'll get intellect or, or knowledge, right. 
but to really feel this life and and so, to still be able to to play not you know there's the masculine in me uh i don't use the word a lot really needs to produce you know and and i've got caught up in consuming you know with the technology with oh everything gosh, yeah. consume consume food you know whatever sex drugs rock and roll you know um but when i'm it says what brings you joy is one of the questions yeah. right what brings and, you joy? and there's a lot um when i'm in my healthy masculine and i'm producing not not working um but because that's my form of creating you know right when the feminine being the creative and men when we produce we're creating and so that's when i'm in joy you know is when i'm in myself uh-huh. and um <clears throat> I, get, I get lost a little bit but this idea of um uh the joy is really when i'm just playing i'm returning to my divine self and within that divine self is the divine innocence for me and um what a wonderful journey so i'm just having a shit ton of fun making up stuff as I go and and seeing if any of it you know sticks <laughs> shit ton I hear that a lot yeah, <laughs> I've been that. hearing yeah. it a lot lately yeah. every time someone says they go I know I hear that a lot maybe yeah. it's just me it's, that's, yeah. that's confirmation bias yeah people seem to say shit ton a lot yeah um, okay t- just quick what is um, what is available right now at Lighthouse and just kind of let people know what's out there because right. you do have some, some, oh, absolutely. some programs yeah. available. So I, I mentioned I um, uh, we closed down the clinical uh, IOP treatment uh-huh. um, and so we're offering a support center. We have different groups. Um, we have some open. We have a refuge recovery here uh, that's on Wednesdays at uh, 6.30 and it's an hour long. It goes a little bit more. I do have a men's social support group where mm-hmm. we're doing, I'm taking the training from the union training sessions. Um, it's fascinating, interesting. Uh, but that's, uh, you know, we've got 10 men and right now we're at capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, a connected healing group that a, a friend of mine, Tammy, mm-hmm. is doing. It's a Lakota tradition on vulnerability, mm-hmm. open heart, heartedness. Um, anyone can call to get the schedule. Um, personally, I'm doing individual uh, consulting mm-hmm. uh, and coaching. And, um, which is, um, yeah, and I'm also expanding out and doing some uh, online stuff, you know, some video. Oh, cool. Uh, I practiced it actually with uh, Brady in it, and it, and it felt and not as, as connected as person, but it was, mm-hmm. um, it felt really good. So, uh, doing some of that. So Where can just, people see that? Is, do you have a... Do you have a site or is it YouTube? Or um, you, you go to my webpage and it's halfway done. Best thing is to give me a call, you know, okay. at the 801-631-7122. Um, and then we're also doing yoga here. Uh, a, a young lady named April is coming in. Um, we've got a small intimate group. We're doing emotional healing yoga. Cool. And it's uh, it's meditate yoga, meditation, and then connecting and sharing about that experience. and. Um, quite honestly, it's good to be back in my body. I've been in my head for so long, mm-hmm. and and in my drama and, and all of that is my body saying, "Where the heck you been?" You know. So <laughs> <laughs> we're doing that. So what are we doing? We're just having a shit ton of fun. A shit ton of fun <laughs> here at Lighthouse. Yeah. All right, thanks, Paul. Brett, thank you. Mm-hmm. I love you. <laughs> I love you thank too. You and I'm going to create a word. I'm going to create a, a a word for that love. You know, uh, and it'll be. Uh, yeah. Right now, it's Paul Love. Paul Love. Okay. I, I Paul Love you. All right. Uh, we'll, we're going to go out, uh, as, as most of you know, we go out with uh, Joan Osborne 
Thanks again. Have a great week, guys.